0: episode 14 of the Joy of Horror podcast. If you're new here, this is a pod that dives into all the strange and or spooky topics from around the world. Hello, my sweet seedlings. I hope your week has been going great so far and that your weekend, even if you have to work, is peaceful. May no Karens cross your path. First and foremost, at least this round, I wanted to apologize for the two shorter episodes in a row. I did not do that intentionally, but I am grateful for it since I'm still attempting to get to the point where I'm a little bit further ahead with my recordings. Regardless of length, I think y'all are gonna like this one. Okay, today's my first Tennessee location, and this particular spot came back on my radar due to me remembering how amazing Dolly Parton is as a person, and how much I want to visit Dollywood one day. But this isn't about my bucket list, this is about spooky and strange topics. So today, we're going to be visiting a lovely little place called Senzaba Tunnel, and it's claimed to be one of the most, if not the most haunted tunnels in the world. Let's dig on in and find out why. So, Senzaba Tunnel is located in Kingsport, Tennessee, and was built in the 1920s. The tunnel is named after the man who owned the land at the time, a Mr. Edward Senzaba. Edward sold part of his land to CCNO Railroad so a tunnel could be constructed. The trains would go above, and the tunnel itself would act as an access road. The tunnel is roughly 380 feet long, or 116 meters, and is a little over 12 feet high, or a tad over 3.5 meters. If you go through the tunnel, the now former home of Edward Senzibah and his family still sits there to greet you. The tunnel is definitely a creepy one, with graffiti covering the majority of the walls. Despite the creepiness, many say that the surrounding area is lovely and worth checking out and a good place for beginner hikers slash nature walkers. Though I did find a warning to be careful when entering this tunnel and make sure that there is water going through, that it's not a strong current or too deep, whether you're in a car or not. Also, it's advised to never go alone, not only for paranormal reasons, but because there has been cases of locals scaring those who try, or people even robbing unsuspecting individuals just trying to get a cheap thrill. Though one robbing I read about did happen to a couple exploring the tunnel, so maybe go in a small group, say three or four, just to be safe. Okay, with the brief history out of the way, let's get into the supposed happenings in and around the spooky tunnel. Okay, so we have the usual disembodied voices, cries of a baby, screams, and footsteps. It's claimed that if you drive into the tunnel, typically at midnight, because of course, and turn off the engine, you'll begin to hear babies crying or shrieking. Or worse, baby crying slowly twisting into shrill shrieks. Worst yet, it's said that you can't even get your engine to restart after and you're left dealing with the sounds as they get louder and louder until finally the car starts and you fly out of there. Some sources claim there's usually a dark figure with glowing red eyes forming behind your car once it's turned off and the tunnel is shrouded in darkness. No car? No worries. Just walk through the tunnel at midnight instead. But be warned, allegedly if you do this, you'll either A go insane or B be attacked by another human or by an entity, who knows? And one of the lesser alleged happenings I came across is that after your car refuses to start and then start again, it's said that sometimes there'll be small handprints like that of a child seared into the back of your vehicle. We're now going to cover the alleged urban legends surrounding the tunnel and why it's so haunted. Just a head warning, though, there are a few mentions of a deceased baby and suicide. So if that makes you highly uncomfortable, you may want to skip this episode and check out one of my others for tonight. And I wanted to say, despite my possible tone coming up, and even if these are just stories and legends with no concrete evidence behind them, I do not find a child's death or suicide funny. The first alleged story behind this haunted wee love tunnel is that Mr. Senziba was living with his wife and young daughter. Everything seemed fine. Until it wasn't. No one knows what happened on this fateful day of this tragedy, but Edward snapped and murdered his poor wife before turning on his daughter and killing her too. In a frenzy, he took their bodies to the tunnel on his land and placed them inside. After the deed was done, he took his own life usually said to be by a pistol or hanging. The other main legend surrounding the tunnel says that Mr. Sunziba was being kind and allowed a local homeless man to stay the night to get him out of the cold. In a slight variation of this tale, the homeless man broke in. Regardless, during the night, Edward caught the man trying to steal his wife's jewelry and proceeded to grab a gun and chase him from the property. As the homeless man fled, he grabbed Edward's baby daughter and took her as kind of a shield. This is where the story splits, depending on who's telling it. Some say that the man purposely drowned the baby as he escaped, either in the waters flowing through the tunnel at the time or tossing her into the river next to it, and others say that he dropped or laid down the baby, not noticing how deep the water flowing through the tunnel was, and the baby ended up drowning before her father could reach her. Another possible story behind the hauntings of this tunnel is that allegedly a mother and child were driving through the town and it was storming really, really bad that night. They drove into the tunnel for safety. Some say the storm flooded the tunnel and others say that the mother and child mysteriously died in the night and they were found in their car the next morning. Our next story is that a woman was heavily pregnant and ready to pop and she ran from home but she only made it to the tunnel before giving birth. It's said that she either left the poor baby to drown or die from exposure, or she died during childbirth and was later discovered in the morning. In one telling, after murdering his wife, he turned to his daughter who tried fleeing the home to escape. In this telling, she's a young girl or even a teenager instead of a baby. As she fled, her father raised a gun and shot her. Some say she was shot in the tunnel and others say she was hit and died right before she reached the tunnel. Afterwards, he sat back on the porch and took himself out with the same shotgun. Several years after the horrific murder-suicide at the home, a lone woman was traveling across the state and got lost. She found herself going through sense of a tunnel and frustratingly her car broke down in the center because of course it would break down on top of you being lost in a desolate place confused the young woman left the vehicle and walked the rest of the way through the tunnel once on the other side she noticed a light on in the home nearby and went over to see if she could get some help and possibly make a phone call she began walking towards the home and as she got closer she noticed a man sitting in the chair on the porch before she could call out in greeting or asking for help the man brought up a shotgun and killed her on sight It's said that it was Edward's spirit and that the woman, nor her car, were ever seen again. Now the most reliable and probable story is, of course, none of the lovely contenders above. According to SupernaturalMagazine.com, Edward was a good, kind family man that lived a long, happy life and his descendants are still around today. Before we get into it, you guys should have seen my notes before I found this article. I was like that guy with the string and the papers everywhere. My sister says he's from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I believe. Either way, picture that guy with the pumpkin head and that was me. So during the 50s and 60s, Edward was getting sick and tired of teens coming onto his land and causing a racket near or in the tunnel so close to his home. They would party or hang out and basically be a nuisance. Sadly, all this disturbance would end up waking up his children and at some point he got fed up and made an oath with himself to end it. How you may ask? By going and politely talking to the kids and maybe informing neighbors and others in the town? Maybe by putting up some signage? Request a curfew by police? Nah, he was hip with it and decided to scare the heck out of him. Mr. Senzaba, once he would notice a group had arrived, he would sneak off to the meadow near the tunnel and wait. It said he had a talent for making various noises, and this helped immensely with his plan. He would imitate a woman's scream and a baby's wailing, mostly. Due to the tunnel acting kind of like an acoustic chamber, it amplified the noises and carried it with ease, terrifying any group that was there. Of course, fearing the worst, they would scramble and leave tire treads in their wake. Apparently, it's pretty widely believed that several or many of the parents were aware of Edward's work and found it entertaining. Of course, the kids did not know, so with no explanation, they began to form some of their own, and that's where the legends mentioned prior came from and morphed into several variations over time. But many believe that Edward now haunts the tunnel and a few have claimed to catch Edward's name on a recording. Whether it be because he truly was sick of people, you know, intruding on his land or because he did a dastardly deed. I can totally see that it would probably be my main suspect besides who I am about to discuss. I first heard about possible deaths during the tunnel's construction on a YouTube comment, but in the same article mentioned a few moments ago, they went into a little bit more detail. So in 1905, a, well, forgive my pronunciation per usual, a Mr. Calisco Francisco Antonio immigrated to the U.S. from Sicily after murdering his wife's lover and fleeing to avoid capture. I know, we went from an urban legend murder to a true murder. What a jump. He moved around quite a bit until he landed in Clinchport, Virginia, and he married a Miss Jenkins. Now, one of these parts must have been a typo, but the article said that he had seven kids, but then went on to say that he had six boys and three girls. So maybe nine kids? It's a mystery. <laughs> I couldn't find a for sure answer. Anyway, he worked for CC&O, you know, the railroad company that built the tunnel, and Calisco joined the site. He worked alongside several other Italian and Chinese migrant workers during the gig, but one day there was a horrible accident involving some dynamite. An explosion went off and killed seven of his friends slash co-workers. It's said that they were buried in Ross Campground Methodist Church in unmarked graves, but apparently it was common for companies to just bury deceased workers at the job site to save time and money. So many believe that the workers were buried where the tunnel was completed, which is just horrific, but we're not even going to get into the working conditions a lot of these men had to deal with, let alone survive. Like in my Wendigo episode, that's a horrific topic for another podcast. Now, y'all might be sad to know firsthand encounters were very, very hard to come by. The following ones from Google reviews on the tunnel, of all places, are the only ones I could find that weren't just saying that the tunnel was creepy, despite several places claiming there to be many from locals and people who have visited the tunnel. It felt like any thread I would find on the tunnel or a video of it had locals mentioning how they would driven through the tunnel or even been there hundreds of times and nothing happened, ever. Several, several really felt the need to put EVER in all caps, so you know they were serious. Now, there's not too many, but here we go. First is from a Michael that reads, Coming here again, I drove at night and saw handprints on my car. There was laughing from a baby and distorted voices. I loved it so much. And Yvonne said, I actually heard a woman's voice while I was standing in the tunnel. It threw me off, but I posted it on my YouTube channel, which her YouTube channel, she said, was her first and last name, but I couldn't seem to locate it. I don't know if I just suck or if it was possibly taken down. Trisha simply says, The ghost hunter in me was well pleased with this location, unquote. Care to elaborate, Trisha? (laughs) Another shorty was from a Steven that said, Me and three other friends went here around Halloween last year. I went into the tunnel alone to record an EVP and I'm sure I captured something, definitely going again. Which, okay, but what did you think the EVP said Steven? This one I couldn't read the original. The grammar, the spelling, just no. I'm sorry to be rude about it, but I wanted y'all to understand what I was saying. But okay, this comes from someone named Paige, and there's a red quote, This place is real. Me and my dad went a year ago, and if you stop in the middle of the tunnel and turn your lights off, put it in neutral, and sit there, you will hear a baby crying and the husband screaming and yelling. And if you try to start your car, it won't start, and you will be creeped out. And if you put baby powder on your trunk and you look at it later, you will see handprints on it, and it is so scary. Unquote. I don't want to judge, maybe this was a joke, an over-exaggeration, or they were just overly excited and posted the first draft. I hope you're doing well, Paige. To tie it off, a few tiny ones simply said, HAUNTED, in all caps, from Gerald. It's HAUNTED, from Joel. Just don't. Do not go. It made me sick, from a Miss Lovelord, and Place is Creepy, I Really Hear the Footsteps in the Water, from Natasha. Now, there are a few videos on YouTube that claim to capture voices or babies crying on camera, but most of the time it seems like it's literally the wind to me or a natural noise from the person or their car or gear. One example was the video posted by KC Ghost Hunters. While I don't want to be completely skeptical, the recording didn't really feel legit. Generally creepy, but personally I don't know. If you want to check it out for yourself and give your own opinion, the YouTube channel is simply titled KC Ghost Hunters and it's the only video on their channel. Also just a heads up, it's not actually a video, it's a recording with some pictures in place for visuals. There are many videos you can check out and get your own feel and opinion on the tunnel. No matter if you feel like they actually caught something or not, they're a lot of fun to watch. Now whether truly haunted or not, I would love to visit this tunnel. It's legit creepy and to see all the graffiti that covers the walls would be intriguing. Not to mention doing a spooky walk through it at night would be awesome. And an honorable mention is a tunnel I come across in a few videos and sites about Senziba Tunnel. It's called Click Tunnel and it's apparently a short drive away from Senziba Tunnel. Allegedly, locals claim that this tunnel is basically unknown, but far more haunted than the tunnel talked about in today's episode. I was originally going to do a double feature about both tunnels, but I could find essentially nothing on Click Tunnel as far as encounters or legends surrounding it. What tiny bit I did find seemed to have been overlapping information of Senzaba Tunnel, and one source even mentioned how both tend to get confused for the other. Which I 100% believe, with how many sources, seemed to bounce back and forth between the two. I just hope I did my work and I was able to separate the legends. I, I am so sorry if I got them mixed up at any point. Now, from what I saw in some videos exploring the tunnel, it looks creepy as frick. Just like our main tunnel today and is also covered in graffiti. This one I don't believe you're able to drive through, but it does have a one lane road going through and there is a tiny pathway that you can walk across. So just be careful unless you want to get really, really wet. So pop culture for this location is easy. The tunnel has been mentioned on several news reports, but other than that, I have to just assume it's been in a few books about haunted locations in Tennessee, though I couldn't find any by name. Sorry, guys. Woo! okay, it is time for the movie recommendation of the week. I admit, it took me a while to choose one because I had to rack my brain for a movie set in a tunnel and I think I found the perfect one. I don't think many know about it these days, but I remember enjoying it more than I thought I would when I saw it maybe 8 to 10 years ago. So, my movie recommendation of the week is The Midnight Meat Train from 2008. The movie is about a photographer named Leon who just wants to make a name for himself. He wants to show the darker side of humanity, and that's where a gentleman simply known as Mahogany comes in. Leon realizes Mahogany is a serial killer who preys on late travelers on the subway. But for what purpose? Leon is about to find out. Personally, I think it's a fun watch, and with an ending that made me go, what? If you give this one a shot, I hope you enjoy. Alright, that's it for this week, my wee gourds. I hope you enjoyed this wee episode because despite the shorter notes, I had fun researching it and getting to the truth behind the tunnel. If you want to get updates on when episodes drop and sometimes other randoms, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at TJOHPodcast. And if you want to become my new best friend, please don't forget to review me on iTunes, Podchaser, and even my Facebook page. But even more important, have you drunk any water recently? Taken any medication you need to? Have you paused and just gave yourself one good stretch? If not, please do so now. Because your body deserves to be taken care of just as much as you do. With much love... I hope you have a spooky night.